Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. And welcome back to What's Your 9 to 5. Podcast. I'm... Yes, What's thank Your 9 to 5 podcast. <laughs> I'm Chris Sokstra. And I'm Brooklyn Dersom. And today we're talking about... Women empowerment. Yes. Get it, girl. Let's go. <laughs> women in the trades. Women in the trades. Women empowerment women so how many girls in your high school do you know that are in a trades class actually yeah not very many i know there's a actually i can't even say i don't exactly know what it's called shame on me but there's like two girls per trade class pretty well at mm-hmm. most is like two and which is pretty sad yeah. girls go do some trades but like I, I can't even say that i didn't even do them that's kinda, not me it's gotta make it harder for you know if like, if a girl really wants to take welding, she's it's gonna be, she's not gonna be up for it when all her friends are not taking it, and she's gonna be the only female. True, it class. should be that would be a good requirement actually, to for high school to say you have to do one type of shop class, one type of thing, just to try yeah, it out. That would be a good thing to add. Yeah, because I did try it. I, I didn't think I was going to in high school, and I tried auto, and I was horrible at it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not for me, you know. But, but you least, tried it. That's just good. Just like Dave Barrett said in the last episode, just at least you tried it. At least yeah. you know you're not good at it, and you're not. It's it's not for you. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm pumped about this one. I'm excited too. I want to hear about welding because I still haven't done welding. Still need to, but I need to hear about it. Hear these women empowerment. I want to get pumped. Yes, and uh, going into that, our first guest on the show today is Jolene Denham, a female welder from out, out from BC, but now living in Grey Bruce. Woo! And who else we got on? Chrissy Freiberger. Yeah, she's talking about all things... Um, uh, Freiberger Welding. Yes. She's talking about Freiberger Welding, her company, her like the business has been there for, you know, for decades and decades, a family business, so it's really good to see. So, first up on the show, we have Jolene Denham. And our first guest of the day, she is a female welder here in Grey Bruce. Please welcome Jolene to the show. How you doing, Jolene? I'm doing good, thanks. <laughs> so we know that you weld things. Yes. What, how did you get into welding? So I started in the trade when I was 15 years old. So I am originally from British Columbia, and okay. I started working in a sawmill as a fire watch. And so I was worked in fire suppression, and the welder that I helped with the fire suppression, he actually started teaching me welding, and I've always been artistically inclined, and welding is art. Mm-hmm. So I was naturally pretty good at it and it was offered in my high school as a dual credit so i decided to pursue it as a career that's really awesome so it was sorry who exactly taught you then so it was just the welders in the mill in the mill yeah. so if the welders in the mill hadn't taught you to weld do you think you would have been a welder i don't think so no, no. because it's not the trades isn't pushed in high school and stuff like that and if i hadn't taken the proactive approach of getting into the mill because it was more appealing because the money was there. But if I hadn't started working in the sawmill, I don't think I would have pursued the trades just because it's not advertised. It's not really. Yeah. yeah, that's what we've been going over the past couple of guests is that like in high school, it's always the big push for university right after yeah. or college right after. And all the kids are just so worried about trying to do that right after. Nobody really considers the, uh, like like an apprenticeship or anything like that yeah. unless they are really into it and have been for a while but um so what what do you enjoy the most about welding 
Um, I would have to say the finished product. Every time yeah. you do a different weld, it's a different finished product. Yeah, you can, uh, you might be welding the same pipe over and over and stuff like that, but every time it's different and you can change it. There's so many variables, it's always different. What is a challenge with, beca- with being a welder? Um, I would say it's one of the most judged trades that there is. It's a very, it's visual. Everyone can come up and see a weld and everyone has a comment and everything. So it's challenging to always, you have to be on your game. You have to be good or everyone can see it. It's not something that can just be pushed to the side. It's yeah everyone notices how are you how are you good at welding like what is the what's the difference from someone looking at it and saying that's bad versus that's good consistency so we have parameters that we have to stay within and so there's a certain measurement that you're allowed to have um for like reinforcement on a weld and stuff like that and so different processes are more difficult so you need to be able to stay within those parameters and if you do it'll create a nice sound weld and you should have a visually appealing weld okay yeah so what advice would you give to a female in high school who is wanting to get who is wanting to get into welding um my advice would be don't don't be like intimidated it's not as bad as you would think it there is the stereotype or whatever that it is a man's world it's not a man's world mm-hmm. it's everyone's world and you just got to stick to your guns and just never give up just keep yeah. going and there's so many people out there that'll support you and it's an awesome career and just because you're a girl doesn't mean that you can't do anything like yeah. there's so much there's machines that'll lift and do anything that you can't do yourself and just stick with it it's awesome like did you have a lot of like like was it was it a a tough at first for you to get into welding like being a female like did you have people kind of naysayers kind of doubting that absolutely yeah yeah absolutely it is uh you you run it i run into it every day there's always a comment or something but in the end i'm there to work and that's what attitude you have to have you're there to work and it's only it only gets worse when like women are just naturally we're more meticulous with welding mm-hmm. might be the wrong word for that but yeah. <laughs> um we just pay attention more and so we're like naturally and it's been proven lots that we just pay attention more and we catch uh yeah. we have a better attention to detail and that kind of bugs some guys but yeah i 100% <laughs> agree with you because yeah. i can look through my fridge for two hours for a bottle of ketchup my girlfriend goes in for two seconds and says, oh it's right there and yeah I'm like, how did i not see that but i'll, I'll agree with that for sure 100 yeah. yeah. so, so what sorry why don't you think more females go into it like you're talking about the stigma like is that the only reason you think yeah i think yeah and like growing up everyone it's never pushed it's never oh like i always get when i say i'm a welder i was like oh my gosh like oh you do that like you know and it's just like well it's not that bad like i think that it was absolutely intimidating you're going up you're getting interviewed and you're talking to like grown men who a lot of them are very rough around the edges and intimidating to look at and going into the trades as a young woman and it's it's a lot to handle and I'm hoping that eventually it can move towards there's more because we have to get in there in order to make it better for women. And in order to do that, we all just have to jump in with both feet and 
sink or not sink swim swim not sink yeah. don't swim don't sink guys swim don't sink, yeah. we gotta, we gotta oh swim. my goodness that's so funny oops so when you Bad when advice. you decided to take that step to become a welder like what steps did you take like the schooling and, and all that okay so uh when i was in the mill uh the superintendent noticed that i was getting really good at welding and he kind of said to me if you go and get your ticket we'll get you as a, we'll hire you on as a welder. And so I had no idea how to go about it. And a couple of guys kind of told me what routes I needed to take, but I ended up uh, going to the career office in my high school asking about uh, any trade apprenticeship that I could take or if they had any funding, like kind of scholarship idea for after uh, after high school. Yeah. But they actually said they had a dual credit um, program. So I ended up for grade 12 I spent eight months in college doing doing my welding career so when I graduated from college I actually had 28 credits towards graduating high school so I would finished everything all I had to do was take my English 12 and I finished high school with my diploma and my first and second year weld apprentice apprentice uh apprenticeship completed wow Wow, good job oh my gosh (laughs) that's a lot so when you said they told you to go get a ticket is a ticket just like your schooling or what is that so when you each level that you complete uh you're allowed to weld certain things so if i went into a job saying hey i have my first and second year they can understand that in the first and second year they only teach you mostly structural and like wire feeding and stuff like that the bare like not bare minimums but introductory like level level of welding and then they can see that you do have experience with that and then that way you get like a it's like a certificate of completion of your uh first couple years and it's basically a structural certification but uh it just they like to see uh, that you're not just a backyard welder, I guess. So So how many, do you just have the first and second one right now? I, I have my full red seal. So I completed oh. my third year as well. So in 2018, I was 19 and I finished my third year, which was all pipe and pressure welding and wrote my red seal in March of 2018. And I've been a red seal welder since I was 19. That's awesome. Yeah. So from your high school class, were you the only female welder there or were there a couple more? I was the only one. The only one. Yeah. And the teachers were not happy about it. Really? <laughs> I was a, well, yeah, still, I was a grade A student. I yeah. graduated with honors and everything. And they were, because it's so frowned upon the trades. Everyone thinks that it's for dropouts and for yeah. people who are not smart and stuff like that. And yeah. it's, that's bullcrap. It's a phenomenal job and there's so many opportunities and financial freedom and it's challenging and rewarding and everything and i'm not hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and i don't need to go to school for another five years and stuff like that so it's it's definitely a nice bonus not being that much in debt and having a good job afterwards it's 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 awesome so did you have a lot of support from your from your male peers from like other male welders your age no 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 it's very uh, a lot of people have the attitude like I'm taking away work like that's not meant yeah. for me and especially when you are good at it you're even bullied harder and there yeah. are uh, other like women that have gone into the trade for the wrong reasons and it creates that 
mentality for the guys that I'm not there to work. And it's unfortunate, but you just keep working hard every day and you prove to them every day that you're not, I'm there to work. And that's such a good attitude to have is just to be like, I'm just going to keep doing my work. You know, just kind of put your head down. I love to do this. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care who says what. Yeah. Well, that's right. I'm there to take home a paycheck. I'm not there to make friends. And that's what it comes down to. But most of the time you work with great people, but sometimes there is one stick in the mud but that's everywhere though usually I really wish it wasn't so like that though I wish that everyone was just better at stuff like that like why why can't you go do welding like society sometimes yeah um so you said that you did do the dual credit in high school but was there a lot of different resources in your high school like was that the only like did they have a lot of classes and stuff like that was available to you no it was some little uh, like closet office that they tucked some poor teacher assistant in and uh, gave her like there was a lot of like other opportunities for people like nursing hairstyling you know the typical yeah uh, career choices that uh, a lot of younger women pursue and there was um, but if I was a young guy it was no problem to be talked to about the opportunities for other trades uh, like apprenticeships because they did have like electrical and woodworking and all that but mm-hmm. they just sent you off to the college there was nothing in the high school facility itself oh, to okay. do this but yeah so you said that you're from bc how did you get here why so, are you here? <laughs> so um when i was i've worked all over western canada and when i was working in saskatchewan i met my spouse and mm-hmm. he's born and raised here And he wanted to move back home after he completed his uh, Red Seal in Saskatchewan. So it's provincial, uh, it's Canada-wide certification. So he wanted to come home and I've always wanted to come out east. And here we are. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know Derek. Yeah, he's he's a year older than me. We went to the same elementary school and all that. But no, that's awesome. Right on. That's cool. We need some more female welders here in Grey Bruce. So. And you like Grey Bruce? It's okay treating you well so far. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. It's nice being in a small town. Yeah, I want to go to. I want to go out west. I've been out east, like all the way to Newfoundland, but I have not been out west. Like oh. I, had, I haven't hit like Manitoba or any of them. So I careful, go so, <laughs> you might not come back. Oh true. <laughs> well, maybe I won't go out now. That's uh, that's what's gonna happen. Do you think? That welding is going to be like this. This is going to be your full career, like rest of your life. What you want to do? Uh, ideally, I want to get into instructing. I'm at that point where I've been welding for almost six years, or just over six years now, and it is very hard on the body. Mm-hmm. And I'm already suffering some like ergonomic uh, injuries and stuff like that from production welding. Oh wow. Um, so it's, I want to stay in the welding industry, but there's, I want to branch out and kind of become more of a mentor, like, or instructor and kind of help recruit young women and show them that you can do it, <laughs> you know, cause it, it's even at, I work through a union and it's all guys. Mm. How, like, how inviting is that for young women in the trades? It's when not at you, all. <laughs> you, you can't even have a woman bring another woman in and be like, hey, I made it, so I'm going to make sure you make it as well and kind of have that team mentality. And it, I know it shouldn't have to be like that, but in order to get women in, we got to have more women in there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really glad there's people like like you that are going to try and help it, though. Like, I really, like, I really, really appreciate that because it sucks that there's not more people there yeah. that are willing to do that. Well, I think why I'm so driven to do that is because I did it all myself. Like I had no 
female support. I, every, like, 90% of the shops that I've worked at, which I've worked all over Western Canada and now here, um, usually I'm the only woman out of a lot of guys. And so I wish I had someone who has been through it and knows how to stick to their guns and knows what's right and what's wrong and to support each other. Instead, mm-hmm. it was just kind of... I was thrown to the wolves and you kind of had to come out. And so it'd be nice to advertise and like let other women know that you don't have to be alone and you don't have to put up with anything. So, yeah, because I feel like the the more the more women that are seen in welding, the less intimidating it's it's obviously going to be for them to like first sign up and want to do it if that's what they really want to do. 100 percent. Yeah. Um, So going back to your job. So what have you been doing at your job? Uh, welding wise so what's been going on with your nine to five so currently I am working on an expansion uh, project for a huge company out in Cambridge and I stand at a rotator and I weld any size pipe from three-quarter inch all the way up to 16 inch uh, currently and all it is is individual spool drawings and I weld in circles all day (laughs) and how's that been it's good but it's all x-rayed and every it's all high pressure and everything is you got to be on your game uh to create all these sound welds so that you can stay employed and keep everyone happy true that must be mentally fatiguing as well to kind of just stay sharp and just be dead on with every detail like the whole day yeah and everything there's so many things that can go wrong you someone could breathe too heavy behind you while you're welding oh and you can have a porosity or a defect in your weld yeah. and it's it's definitely challenging to and usually i do anywhere from 60 to 80 inches a night and that's like quite a lot and that's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong yeah. so you definitely got to pay attention to what you're doing yeah sure so we ask this question to every guest who comes on the show and we ask them um, if you could go back in time and talk to your 16 year old self in high school what would you say to her i, I think i would say uh be tough <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like don't be so timid just you know just because I, when i first started i was very scared I withheld myself from a lot of opportunities because I lacked the confidence and I was nervous and kind of had that mentality like what am I doing in this trade what am I doing here and just all I gotta say to her I guess is just be be strong be tough you know like this isn't you know it's it's for everyone yeah don't cut yourself out yeah because I feel like a lot of kids do in high school that's why I don't try a lot of things well it's easy to just back out oh for sure yeah um, is there anything you want to let the listeners know? Any plugs you want to put in or anything at all? Um, I would definitely, and don't be scared if you want to pursue a trade. Once you complete your certification, so your apprenticeship, that ticket never expires. So oh, wow. if you say, so I'm 22 and I have a Red Seal welding ticket. And if I wanted to say, drop the trades completely and I, I wanted to go be a teacher. And if I wanted to pursue that for a few years, say 10 years down the road, I'm like, whoa, I don't want to do this. I want to go back to welding. All you have to do, you have to do the in-house test and bam, like you don't lose your ticket. So it's something that I wish everyone would get 
waste, uh, not waste, use the four or three years to get your apprenticeship completed, make money while you're going to school. You get paid to go to school. Wow. And, and if you don't like it or it's not what you want, you can branch out and you can always fall back on it. Always. Yeah. So it's not something that you can't ever use again if you don't want to stay with it. And you can always do so many other things with it's it, all it does is open one door. Yeah. And then you walk into a room with a hundred million doors. Yeah. It's just up to you to figure out what you want to go yeah. into. That's a good way to put it. One door can lead to a, a million yeah. other doors. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jolene. I really appreciate it. I think a lot of ladies can get a lot out of this who want to get into the trades or are just too afraid to. Like, yeah. just just go for it. Yeah. Be very, tough. very inspiring story. Very nice to hear oh, everything. Thank, thank you so very much. much. Jolene, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> are you looking for a new true crime podcast to listen to? Well, then check out Not Always Polite, hosted by Celine from London, Ontario, and originally from Grey Bruce. Not Always Polite covers underreported cases and crimes that are generally not covered by the true crime community. Episodes are released every Saturday, so make sure you're ready to listen. And remember, Canadians aren't always polite. Hello, everybody, and back on our Women Empowerment episode is what I think this should be all about. And our new special guest today. What's your name, miss? My first name is Chrissy, and last name is Freiberger. Nice. And uh, tell us about what you do. Yeah, so I work at Freiberger Welding. So it's a machine shop just outside of Walkerton. Um, we make custom metal art, so you may have seen some of it online, or maybe some of your family members have it. And mm. then uh, we're also a retail location. So we service a lot of agriculture, um, the industries within the area, and then also we do metal fabrication, welding, plasma cutting. Basically, anything you can think of that relates to yeah. metal, we do. So, you were, yeah, we were emailing earlier, and you said you do plasma cutting. And I, I have no idea exactly what that is. So, sure. for everybody else who doesn't know what that is, what exactly is Yeah, so a lot of signs or anything, a lot of people can cut with a hand torch. So, you could cut out a circle. You could cut out a letter. Um, but plasma cutting with us is on a table. So, we have a, a machine that would input. We put a design in the computer. And then that way it follows whatever we draw mm. and it cuts it out using gas and then it's into a water table and then that's how we create our metal oh, pieces. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so it's basically just your X and Y axis and it's all coding. So yeah. for me, I didn't have a clue what coding was. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just a matter of moving the torch to where it needs to go to cut and then, you know, pierce and do all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so fancy sounding. Yeah. Is it really hard? Um, you know, it's not too hard. Like the first, it was a learning curve yeah. um, for sure. So we bought a machine that was very user friendly that, you know, anybody could do. So if you have no experience in coding, at least you can still understand and navigate. Okay, I've got to move the torch five inches this way, four inches ahead. It's pretty easy to do that, yeah. but it's pretty frustrating when you have a little dot somewhere oh. and then it cuts it, right? Oh, yeah. Nice thing with metal, you can always weld it back in, yeah. grind it. You wouldn't know, but like I know, so that bothers <laughs> yeah. me too. But yeah, yeah. Um, you can always fix a mistake for sure, but it is intimidating the first time. Yeah. So, so how long have you been doing it? Um, I've only been doing it for three years. So mm. um, I lived out west and then I moved back home here. And we bought a machine from Kingston, so a, a company down there. And uh, so I guess three years really is all I've been doing it for. And 
every day you're learning something different. Yeah. So, and there's always upgrades and there's always changes in technology. There's software updates that you've got to do. So you're constantly learning for sure. Do you only do plasma cutting? So we do just plasma cutting on our machine. Um, so we can cut basically anything up to uh, three quarters of an inch thick. And then we do a flame cut. So it's a different machine, uses different gas, and we can cut up to three inch thick plate. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a lot of heavy equipment, farm machinery, bulldozers, excavators, you know, if they need parts made. We have a machine that'll just trace. So mm. not every time it's a perfect circle yeah. or a square. So you draw it, it traces it, it cuts it. Okay, yeah. nice. So how long have you been in, like, so when did you start kind of helping out with your family business? Like, did you start at a young age or was it kind of more recently? It was pretty much like, I've been there since I was eight. Yeah. So like any summer after school, we were there. Uh, my sister as well, she helped out at the business too. So I never really had to look for a summer job. So yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, that was always, it was nice. But then, you know, when I went away to college, I had never done a job interview. Mm, oh yeah right so that was one of the challenges for me because i wasn't familiar like oh like how does a job interview go like what questions are they gonna ask and yeah you know that nervousness that you can sort of shake off by doing it a few times uh it was tough that way but yeah i've been there since i was eight i left when i was for college i went to peterborough and then i moved back in three years ago okay Awesome. Yeah. Job interviews are so stressful. I, I oh. like I've done only a couple, and still every time it's the whole jitters, the whole thing. Yeah, and especially if you don't have a rapport with a person, or if say you don't even have those networking skills that you've talked to a lot of people before, and yeah. you know coming into it, you can be so intimidated. Yeah. That you know you walk out of that interview and you're like, did I even say a complete sentence? I know. You know? I'm, I'm the same. I'm yeah. like, I'll, I'll be stuck in the middle of a sentence, and I'm like, I have a brain fart. I'm like, what am I saying right now? And I'm yeah. like, I have to, I have to just finish it with like. <laughs> Bl like blabbering and stuff i'm like oh my god yeah just it get your way through though. it yeah, yeah for sure so when you when you talk about your like plasma cutting and stuff who taught you how to do that um basically just it was my dad and myself so my dad taught me pretty much everything um nice. but it was still this machine is new technology so he's used to the old school where you draw it you trace it you cut it yeah. whereas this is all computerized so we both mm -hmm. basically learned together um, and then the machine company where we purchased it from had a really good support system. So we would just call them all the time being like, hey, I don't understand what the torch is doing. I don't understand what's going yeah. on. Can you help me? Yeah. So one thing we did go and look at some machines locally. So like Sacred Heart High School has a machine similar to ours, different company. But again, resources that we could learn from that shop teacher to give us some pointers too because we were so naive and we had didn't have a clue yeah right so yeah. that's basically how we learned was just trial and error yeah just doing it 100 yeah. luckily machine like steel doesn't cost too much in <laughs> some of those thicknesses that we can cut little parts and just test this and test this and and then figure it out because it's a matter of knowing where the torch has to be or you know where your starts and your finishes have to be or your leads so even where the torch will start to cut from yeah How's that going to work? Is it going to cut off my plate? Do I have enough room? Like so many factors that it is intimidating for sure. Yeah. So, um, so was it, was it a tough time? Like, cause I know like the family business, how long is, like, oh, how old is the business? Yeah. So next year will be 75 years. 75. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've been in business. My grandfather started the business in 46. Yeah. Um, but it started originally just as a machine shop. Yeah. So. He was a welder, machinist, and then um, we just, he grew the business to our present location. Like, we've been there since 
I think it's like 1955. And, um, and then it's just grown from there. Yeah. And then my dad purchased it, I think, in 78. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely been in our business, our family, for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Was it tough kind of integrating, like, the new technology stuff into with, like, all the people who've been doing it a certain way for so many years? For sure. So a lot of yeah. time, you know, like with the older generation, too, they don't like change. Yeah. So that's a hard part to sort of overcome. But I think if you can show them, you know, this, you can do this in half the time or you can do this and still get the same end result. I think it's just you have to have the patience. Yeah, really is the biggest thing. And to not be discouraged because, you know, like if you want to try and do these new things and if you keep getting rejected, it, it is discouraging. But if the results are the same, then why not? Right. Yeah. Okay. When you talk about. So welding is really stigmatized, and like welding in machine stuff is also stigmatized as like a male trade, right? Would you say that that stigma has like affected you? Like has it? Uh, um, you know, I definitely get it. It's definitely male dominated for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if I had like the backup, like the schooling, and I was more familiar with that. So our business itself is all male. So we have only three employees. So it's pretty small business for us. But yeah. you know, in like a larger city or a bigger you know, machine shop, that's, you're going to find there's not a lot of women in there because it is intimidating too, as a girl going into this role, that's very male driven and being like, yeah, I can still do the same thing. I'm just a girl. Right. So it's the same thing. It's no different, but I think, you know, for me, like I didn't take a shop class in high school and I think that was one of the big reasons why I didn't want to be the only girl. Yeah. Right. None of my friends were taking the class. You know, my sister did take the class because she had an interest in it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. Right. And she was the only girl uh, when she did that. And that was like 2000 and, you know, I think it was 2004 or something like that. Right. So I don't I hope it's changed. I do see a lot of girls more interested in it um, and learning more about it, because what I get to do is more of the metal art. So, yeah, it gets that creative aspect where, you know, girls have an eye for that and they have that interest, which is you know, I'm not saying males don't yeah. either, but it's just girls have a a better understanding of that and have uh-huh. those, you know, characteristics that may be beneficial where it's not just welding yeah. or not just machine shop. You get to do something fun and creative too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Jolene was saying too. She was like our last guest, like the female, the last female welder we had on, she was saying the exact same thing. She gets to, you know, put her creativity into what she does and it just makes the jobs that much better. For sure. And you're doing it with your hands too, right? Like you're building something from scratch and you're making something that's rewarding for someone else that that's makes it worthwhile. Right. So even if you do have discrimination or there's, you know, something in the workplace that makes you feel like you're not good enough to do it. I think it's it's still the end result. If the customer's happy, mm-hmm. then it gives you that sense of pride and satisfaction yeah. that like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I'm doing something right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you said you didn't do shop classes in high school, I but then you also were talking about your college when you were talking about the interview. So what did you go to college for? Like what? Yeah, so I actually went to school for business. So um, you know, grade 12 rolls around and you're applying for colleges and you're like, what do I even want to do? I don't know what I want to be. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Right. So um, in high school, I had taken a lot of like math and, and business, like accounting classes and things like that. But I was like, you know what, I'll just do business because any of those courses are going to be useful. Mm-hmm. Right. So whether it's yeah. just for me to do my own books or my, myself to do my own finance or anything, it's not going to go to waste. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, so I did that. I went to school in Fleming College in Peterborough, but I took a placement at a hotel. 
So I worked at a quality inn and then I was like, hey, you know what? I want to sort of do this. So um, I took a hotel and resort management program. Oh, how was that? It was good. Yeah, it was um, my business program was three, two years. And then the hotel and resort management's three years. Okay. But a lot of my courses sort of crossed over that the curriculum was similar. So I did the hotel program in a year. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So three years, two degrees, and um, it worked out really well for me. So, um, but it's, you know, it's hotel and resort management is really cool because you get to travel, you get to learn a lot of different stuff about the hotel industry. And that's all I've done for the last like 10 years. That's awesome. Before moving back here. (laughs) Yeah. So what would you say is the best part of your job? Um, I think just helping people. Like, so we're predominantly right now a retail location as well. So we sell hardware, fasteners, bolts, sprockets, all that sort of stuff. But I think, you know, with that, when you get to help someone that's maybe been searching for something, like something even so small as like a little bolt, right? And they've been to 10 different hardware stores, can't find it. And you have it on the shelf for like 20 cents, you know, like that's what's really rewarding for me. And I think that's the same for my dad too, you know, like for someone to have to drive all over. So we have people from King Carden, Hanover, Durham, Flesherton, Owen Sound, and they're just searching for stuff and they can't find it anywhere. Mm -hmm. This allows us that sort of, you know, you feel good. You take pride in being able to provide them with a service that they can't find elsewhere. Yeah. That's great what would you say is maybe like a big challenge with your job? Um, well, I guess we have some challenges where there's jobs that we just can't do because we're such a small scale, right? So if we were to get jobs that would maybe take two or three weeks for us, that really impacts like the farmer that needs a sprocket done or yeah. he needs something welded, just something small. Um, so I think just saying no is sort of the, the hardest part of our job just because we're not maybe able to our timelines don't work out and because we're so small, right? We yeah. just got three employees. There's not a lot we can do um, outside of that, but we definitely try. So yeah. it is frustrating or when we can't find a part for somebody. Yeah. Right. But 100%. it happens, but that's the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now we were talking about education. You said you never had a summer job and stuff like that. If you could go back and talk to your 16 year old self, what would you tell them? Um, I think maybe just to like step out of your comfort zone more. Like I wish I would have taken a shop class, you know, in high school, um, only for the fact that it would help me for what I do now. You know, even something as simple as reading a tape measure. Yeah. I've used one before, but like, do you know where seven sixteenths is on a tape measure? You know, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So those are little things where, you know, if I would have maybe learned those at the time, it would have just given me a better insight to what I'm doing instead of always having to rely on a calculator or, you know, going online and finding what the, you know, we just did trigonometry. We were working on something and I'm like, I remember this in high school, but I can't, you know, figure it out. Right. Yeah. So there are resources for that, but I think it's just try, you know, like, don't be naive to be like, hey, you know, it's okay to be the only girl in the class yeah. if you're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So um, do you have plans in the future of just keeping on staying with the family business or? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, you know, in the world, everything's changing, right? COVID's been a big factor too for any small business within the area, right? We're yeah. pretty fortunate of where we live and our cases are low, but I think it's one of those things it's you just got to keep on servicing the people that, you know, need you. Right. So we're a big resource for a lot of the community, but 
having, you know, the ability to do this metal art, that's sort of my creative, my fun side. And we get to meet a lot of new people. So my boyfriend, he just started on at the shop about a year ago. So he's learning how to weld. He's learning how to, you know, drill and all these different things that, again, he never went to school for. He had no knowledge or no upbringing in that as well. So I think it's something we'll definitely consider and we'll continue going through. But, you know, my dad is still active here at the shop and he's there Monday to Friday before we open, after we close on weekends. And that's his life. It's been his life for, Mm -hmm. you know, over 50 years. Right. Yeah. So like so back obviously back in March, COVID kind of changed everything and small businesses like took a big hit so like how was that for you guys you know we did pretty well so you know i guess because farmers still carry on so farming is a big part of our community and then also a lot of our customers so they still need parts they stuff still breaks so Mm -hmm. i think it's a matter of we still had a lot of business we did reduce our hours a little bit we did close up for a little bit where we just worked a half day um, just because a lot of people were staying home, yeah. right? Especially yeah. in early March and then in the April there as well. Um, but the metal arts, the fire pits, like we had a run on fire pits just because people couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So they were That's trying to work at home, live at home, be at home. And they wanted to, you know, fix up their backyard because that's where they were going to spend the most of their time, right? So um, I know in July, we just were swamped with like 30, 40 fire pits. Yeah, wow. Just within a couple of weeks because that's all people wanted to do, right? Yeah, which is good for you guys. Good problem for us. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, um, but we ship too. So we're like, we ship across Canada and the U.S. as well. So it's definitely evolving and growing, but um, it's one way to support our small business. Just another outlet, right? Yeah. That's so cool. So do you have like people like, so how often do you get like orders from like US and other places? Like Even that? like TikTok, you know, like something as simple oh, as TikTok. Yeah. So we have a TikTok account. So yes, I heard about yeah, that. Right? Yeah. So people can see like our videos and, and see sort of the, the stages of how we make stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I had a lady from BC the other day reach out to us just from TikTok. And it's, wow, it's crazy in a sense that, you know, social media, you can reach such a broad audience. Yeah. Um, I would say Instagram and Facebook are still definitely our more popular accounts but yeah. um, we've got about seven or eight products down in the states um, we've got one in holland as well and then um, mostly canada so yeah. uh, a lot of ontario and even the east coast we do quite yeah. a bit of stuff too yeah your grandpa must have been must have like like starting back in 1946 yeah and like the way it's the business works now must be you know it's how it's thought, evolved right? right and i yeah. think it's even just for my dad like you know he's old school like you know the whole computer online thing like yeah. even selling gift certificates it's never something that they thought that they would be doing but it's like that's how we've evolved and changed and that's what people want right yeah. so um the signs it's crazy to have you know the people see you from all over the place and then reach out to you like in regards to whatever they want so yeah. It's definitely cool and it's fun for sure. Yeah. That's so funny that you guys have a TikTok. How did you decide to start a TikTok? Well, I want I love TikTok. So I'm <laughs> nice. slightly obsessed with TikTok. And my boyfriend and I, we were like, you know what, maybe we should just start one, right? Mm-hmm. Like Instagram's great and but I think you can have so much more fun with TikTok. Yeah. And it's definitely not as pushy, like, here's my business, buy for me, yeah. these are my products. It's more like here's us cutting out a sign, here's us painting it, here's us 
you know, hanging yeah. it up or holding it, and we've got fun music going to it yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. yeah, we did we did a sign, or it was a fire pit, and we were just rolling it. So not even a really elaborate video. It was just <laughs> two of our guys, you know, rolling it, and I think we're at thirty eight thousand views. Oh wow! And Good I'm like, guys. oh, just one video. So yeah. it's just crazy yeah. how like the social media platforms yeah. are are right now. Hundred percent. I think TikTok is such a good way of showing. Like I see a lot of businesses using it just to kind of show their more kind of carefree fun side of the business for sure and it, and it just helps the business that much more because you can tell how much the people who are in the tiktoks like love what they do you know exactly That's and so there's cool. hashtags for like support small business yeah. and you know canada made ontario made so you can really focus in on if people are searching those hashtags but it still just gives you that opportunity to reach more people and maybe a younger demographic too right yeah. like tiktok is generally you know 30 and under yeah but you know it's still one of those outlets that maybe they're not on facebook or instagram yeah. they're you know on tiktok mm -hmm. so that's great no, it's yeah a really, really smart thing to do <laughs> well i want to know what how can people contact you like what is your what's your tiktok name what's your instagram what's your stuff for sure so um you can really find us anywhere online just under freiberger welding um so TikTok again, it's Freiburger Welding. Instagram, Freiburger Welding, and Facebook is the same. Nice. So um, Freiburger, it's grammatically incorrect, but it's F R E I Burger oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Welding. So, uh, but that's the best way to reach out to us. Like if it's just sending us a message, or you can email us as well. But definitely Facebook or Instagram. It's a little more direct. It's quicker. You know, we can get back to you. And then it's a little more informal too. Like we can just chat that way as well, and and yeah. talk through those those yeah. outlets. 100%. And one more question for you. Sure. Are you happy? Like, do you are you happy at the moment? Do you like what you're doing? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not something I thought I would be doing. You know, mm -hmm. like I worked at hotels, I worked at resorts. That's sort of where I thought I would be. But, you know, when you don't get to come home, like you're home once a week, you know, once yeah. a year, it's just, it's not the same. So like a big factor for me was I wanted to move home. So my boyfriend moved home here as well with me. Um, he's originally from out West. So that's a big change for him too, right? To come to a small town and um just adjust and then yeah. to be thrown into our family business as yeah. well it's, it's hard right you yeah. live you sleep you you breathe everything is the same so yeah. um but it is one of those things where it's definitely rewarding right and especially yeah. right now this time of year like i'm grateful to be home because otherwise you know to be away from my family at this time like with covid and everything going on i live right beside the shop my parents live right next to me so we're all really yeah. really close um so it is nice definitely yeah. to be back and and to learn something that's new like i think it's always good to learn right yeah. and always to try something different and just push yourself that you're like hey yeah i can do this yeah let's do it yeah and that's what we've been saying just push it go do it kids for sure <laughs> yeah okay well guys check them out on tiktok check them out on instagram they're they're great so and thank you so much for coming on again Chrissy. oh for i really sure. appreciate it yeah not a problem thanks for having me that was so good that was that was great. I feel like a lot of girls are gonna need to hear this um, who are in high school. Go try the trades. Go join the classes. Tell the boys who's boss. We don't care if you're the only girl there. You're just gonna kick butt. Everyone's butt. That's a good plan. What's Queen B say? What's Queen Beyonce say? Who run the world? <laughs> who run the world? Girls. Girls. Oh. And soon they'll be running the trades if we keep on going this way. And uh, I am excited for the future of females in the trades. And you know we need people like jolene who are kind of you know are going to start that movement you know they don't care you know if they're the only female in the class they're they're still going to go through that and you got to respect that you got to respect them being afraid to go in and just still go for it you know it's got to be scary yeah i would be scared 
I haven't done shop classes, but I probably should. <laughs> if you were to take one trade, what, what would you want to take? Uh, I kind of want to try welding because I've never done it. But I am also feel like I'd definitely burn myself because I'm clumsy. <laughs> so oh, it'd be too. give or take to see whether it would be a me good too. fit for Do me. You have, you have no idea how many pictures of liquid I've spilled in restaurants in front of everybody and just embarrassed myself. I thought you said pictures. I'm like, how do you spill a picture? Pictures. Pictures, sorry, of water or soda. Um, I'm sorry to all those restaurants. I'm just super clumsy. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's the end of episode six, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, we will be back next Wednesday like we always are on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. And remember to stay hydrated and chase your dreams. Have a good one, everybody.